We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for Lori Hybe. This week's guest is Emerald Mills. Emerald was born in Waukegan, Illinois. Um, her business is, she is a business strategist, culture builder, and public health professional with almost two decades of cumulative experience. Emerald is also the founder and lead facilitator of Diverse Dining, an events educational organization whose mission is to cultivate courage, compassion, and connection through meaningful conversations centered around diverse foods and cultural exploration. Diverse Dining strives to establish and maintain interpersonal and interprofessional relationships among persons of varying culture, economic, ethnic, political, racial, and social backgrounds. As a philanthropic initiative, Diverse Dining, which Emerald is now involved with full-time, has prominently been featured on Dear Milwaukee, On Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Spectrum One, Fox Six, Visit Milwaukee podcast, and plenty other mediums. Emerald, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You've got quite a bio there with a lot of fun things happening. I had to have someone help me with that. It's, it's not <laughs> typically the thing that I do, but they did a great job, I must, I must say. Yeah, no, they de- definitely did. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about why you decided to start Diverse Dining? Uh, so I um, live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I think you may have said that I'm, I'm from a smaller town, um, actually live in Zion, Illinois, which is just uh, a little bit south of um, Gurney Mills. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very small community that was uh, pretty diverse at the time that I grew up there. Um, and um, when I relocated to Milwaukee in um, 1997, which was my junior year of high school, I kind of got a little bit of a, a culture shock in how separated um, it, it seemed that people were, uh, particularly by by race and ethnicity, um, but in other ways as well. Um, I learned as li- after living here for a while. So um, I, I created Diverse Dining as a solution to the segregation um, racism, just, I really, I really think even, you know, cliques and, um, just silos, uh, a solution to the silo problem that we tend to have where, um, we have, uh, challenges connecting, connecting with people that are different from us. I think that's great. Um, and I would love to experience what you've, what you're offering. Unfortunately, our current state of, of life is not allowing that to happen right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who inspires you? Why and why? Uh, well, well, I would say, I mean, I guess some of the obvious, like uh, Martin Luther King and, um, and I mean, uh, Oprah inspires me. Um, really, really people inspire me who just dare to do something different to break the mold. Um, I'm sure I'll have some heroes that come out of uh, the situation that we're going through that you sp- spoke of. But I mean, people who endeavor to to find solutions to problems that seem that they have no solutions. 
it are, are typically people that I draw my inspiration from. So um, Dr. King for sure will be one. Um, there's there's um, another lady uh, that I call uh, her name. Well, her name is Joyce Meyer. I don't know if you know her, but I'm inspired mm-hmm. by her. I mean, I'm, I'm inspired by various different people in various different sectors, but mainly for the reason of um, breaking the mold or breaking past a, a barrier that is in place. Nice. So what advice would you offer to women that are starting their own, own business or considering doing it? Um, well, I, I believe relationships are are just key. Um, and my, my business is focused around building authentic relationships. Um, and it, it's, it's something, it's strange that it's something that I'm gifted to do, but I haven't always um, desired to do or know how, knew how to do well um, when it came to really being vulnerable and things of that nature. But I really recommend that women who are starting their own business, uh, like find spaces where they can be vulnerable, um, build effective partnerships and relationships with people who are like-minded or who are um, supportive in in some way or another of what they're um, endeavoring to start and um, to use that encouragement and support as fuel to, to keep going and to strengthen them when things get difficult, so... Fantastic. So um, I love that. And I love that uh, you closed with or answered that question about relationships, because really that's what the purpose of the show is. It's all about networking. Um, So can you share with our listeners one of your favorite networking stories or experiences that you've had? Um, Well, I can. uh, So I would talk about um, actually an event that I had when I first got started. Um, the networking was kind of easy, but it was it was with someone who came to an event that I had hosted. Um, but their event or organization did some similar work, um, and so the young lady who came to the event and and myself actually were able to, um, you know, meet for coffee, have a conversation about ways that we could possibly work together, but ultimately um, have built you know a pretty close friendship as a result of it that. Um, you know, we just typically, you know, support each other in anything that we're doing and, um, you know, also have support in the work that we're doing. So um, that would that would probably be one of my, my most recent favorites when I think mm-hmm. about that. I love it when you meet people at an event and you, you have no idea what, you know, what's going to come out of it. But then when an organic friendship is actually what is the outcome, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is, um, you know, really, like I said before, one of the, what our organization is all about. I mean, one of the, the the key things that we say all the time is that real change doesn't happen outside of the contents of relationships. So, um, you know, we really, really believe that if we want to see things change, um, that we will have to be in relationship with people and not just, um, you know, not just hear the news or be educated about something, but really have a person that we are in relationship with that we can um, identify as as someone that's going through or that's understanding what it is that we're going through. Yeah, wow. That's, I really like that statement. So how do you stay in front of or best nurture these relationships that you create? Well, uh, one of the things that I've been doing, and that that is something that I'm always getting better uh, at doing. I'm 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 probably a, a network master just because I, I enjoy people. So I I can on a on a uh, well in the past I could on a good week get about fifty business cards, um, and not like really like I'm just going to people and trying to get their business cards, but literally having you know short conversations with people. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I had to do really early on when I when I got started in my business was was investing in, a, in a, a CRM, which is a um, a customer management system, and um, that would help me to kind of just better keep track. I mean, I know that that, that is something that I'll have to um, probably continually advance and um, uh, improve over time. But um, that that's one of the things that I do to help me out a lot. And then, you know, also really just knowing, um, you know, knowing on the onset what what I need or what um, need I'm addressing from for people to kind of help me prioritize the relationship, um, you know, over time. So those are those are some some ways that I've... Yeah, I think that's good. Can you share what CRM you're using? I mean, I know there's so many tools out there and it's always, people are always interested in, you know, well, what are the tools that you're using? So... Yep, so I use Close. It's uh, C-L-O-Z-E. Okay. Um, and I I really enjoy it because um, it has just, a, it has a number of features on it from, um, like, it, I can, I mean, I, I'm probably not even, use, I know I'm not using all the features, but it does allow me to, like, be connected with people and their social networks at the same time. It allows me to post to my social network from the CRM. Um, it allows me to know who from a company, if I'm like, if I have someone and I have a relationship with them at a company, it lets me know who else in my contact list um, is connected to that person via by company or by whatever relationship, um, like email uh, address or something like that, which is really helpful. Um, and it also helps me to set up, it also helps me set up like my lead and my um, actual um, proposals and not set up my proposals, but it, it helps me track my leads, prospects, sure. yeah. and, um, and then my um, actual, uh, I don't know what the word is for them, but my actual clients. So, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. Good. Yeah. I think it's important to have a tool that helps you keep track of these types of actions that you're taking and touches. Um, but any tool that's out there, you've got to, you've got to use a tool. It's not going to just magically, <laughs> you sure know, do. or you got to get somebody to help you. Yep. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have some people helping me too, but uh, yeah. So what are the other? So what advice would you offer the business professional who is looking to grow their network? Um, well, I would really advise them to be courageous um, and just like put themselves out there. Um, I think, you know, just, just having a conversation with people, finding some kind of similarity or some kind of, you know, way to compliment a person or um, just something that you enjoy doing that someone else may do. I mean, really um, just, just putting yourself out there in conversation. I think people, um, and, and, you know, as we process this, this recover from, I should say this social distancing, I think people will be hungry to have conversations Mm -hmm. and, um, to talk. So it doesn't take much, but I think a lot of people feel like, you know, if I speak, they're not going to speak back or am I going to be strange or, you know, is, is it going to, you know, are they going to, um, think I'm a weirdo or whatever the case may be when the, when actuality, the other person's probably having the same conversation in their head. So I think that it's, it's just a matter of like starting the conversation and, um, you know, I, I'd also recommend like, you know, going into spaces where, where you're uncomfortable or where are, you know, spaces that are not the same, you know, like that are not related to what you always are a part of or always do. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like, for instance, if I, you know, if I, 
and, and I'm starting to network now more with people who are doing similar work than me. But if I went to places, only places with people who did similar work than me, then that market a lot of times is already tapped into. Like those people have already probably had a, established relationships with each other or are utilizing each other. Whereas if I go into a, a environment where there are, um, you know, people who aren't in my field, you know, they're seeing what I'm doing as more of an opportunity or something that's new. They may not have heard of it. So I, I think that that is just another um, you know, thing to think about when you're thinking about networking is who maybe has a related field or related um, need or interest, but it's not exactly the same as what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I, I think I love that. I, I think it's great to step outside, like you're saying, of your comfort zone and trying trying something different, you know, put a different pair of shoes on and, right. and, and, and experience life a different way. And then that sounds like that's what your whole diverse dining philosophy is right yeah that's part of the philosophy (laughs) (laughs) um so if you could go back to your 20 year old self what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career i would i would definitely tell myself to do less um self-doubt and um self um negative self-talk probably um and you know, that, that would be one of the things I would just tell myself to do less of. I would, I would do more risk-taking for sure. Um, more, um, just, just doing it. Um, and less, you know, trying to think about doing it or thinking about why I shouldn't do it or all the other stuff that we think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also do, I would definitely do more networking. Um, I had, I had, you know, I had strong judgments about networking. I used to feel like um, networking was being a, like being sales, sell, uh, car salesman. Mm, and I felt like, sure. you know, when I, when I network with people, like I know I want something from them and I want to talk to them because I want something. And like, I just felt like it wasn't, um, it wasn't, I don't know what the word is, nice <laughs> or it wasn't genuine. Um, so I just sheared away from it. Um, but when you when you are confident in yourself and you're confident in what you bring to the table, then you 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 it changes the way that you look at networking as, you know, I have something to, to offer you that is a value and service to you. And you have something that you can offer me that is a value and service to me. How can we exchange it? So um, that that's definitely what I would would do differently if I yeah no I I think that's great insight to share I think it's you know there's this misperceived um thought in some people's minds I think about what networking is um and then that steers you away from it but again to what you're speaking you know it sounds like your overall thought process is is to just try something new and different and um you know building those relationships of, of trust can be extremely beneficial for for you um personally and professionally you carry that self-doubt or you know that resistance then you know you you end up um providing to people that which you don't want to provide them like people can tell when you when you're not comfortable doing something so if you force yourself to network or you force yourself to like have a conversation with someone and you you really are dealing with all of those thoughts um you know internally then it, it shows up in the conversations that you have with people and then they feel like the very thing that you don't want them to feel like, like you're, you know, you, you're rehearsing it or you have, you know, ulterior motive. And it's like, no, I really, you know, just, just wanted to share with you what, what I have to offer. So, yeah. Nice. So um, on the topic of networking here still, 
Emerald, we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you could do it within the sixth degree? That's a great question. I'm loving the questions. I didn't get them beforehand, everybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who would I love to meet? Well, I, one person I would love to meet, and I actually did meet her, but I'm going to put myself totally on the spot. I'm, I'm, I'm working on, um, you know, rekindling that conversation is Jennifer Bartolotta. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely in six de- degrees of separation with her. Um, and so, yes, um, another person who I, I who I would love to meet and I have um, like met in passing, I guess is the best way would be. Um, um, well, I guess I need to know their name before I say I want to meet them, but I would love to meet, <laughs> I would love to meet the Bucks coach um, and uh, Peter Fagan is his name. I do know his name. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think he's also in six degrees of separation. Nice. Nice. Um, so how would you start that process, start that journey to connect with, well, we'll go with the Bucks coach. Um, well, I probably would start with doing some of my own research, um, like LinkedIn, um, Facebook. I could use my closed system to see if anybody is connected with the Bucks in any way. Um, I probably through my, through my LinkedIn search or Facebook search, which, which probably may sound a little scary, but I would probably try to figure out his interests and, um, you know, like what he does or what he likes or where he hangs out or who he hangs out with. Um, if, if I get any clues from that, like I know the people or I'm, I'm, I go to the places or something like that, I might just try to go. Um, or I might reach out to that person um, with a, a clear, um, you know, a clear intention. I won't say a clear ax, but a clear intention as to to why I want to meet him mm-hmm. and what um, I'm, why I'm hoping that they would be willing to connect me. Yeah, uh, I so, think that's, that's important for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely think, and and we didn't talk about mistakes when it comes to networking, but I think that that, that goes along with um, one of the things that I wish I could, wish I you know did better is you know sometimes you want to meet somebody and you're so excited or some even with mentorship like oh I want a mentor but it's like well, for what. You know, like, what is your intention? Like, what what area do you want them to help you in or what information do you need? Um, and if you don't know that, you don't have to set, like, the opportunity can come and go. And then it, it was just an opportunity. It was just a wasted opportunity because you weren't really clear on your intention. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a really powerful um, piece of advice to give is that you should be intentional with, with your outreach, you know, and yeah, I think in sometimes it doesn't hurt to say, Hey, how's it going? Um, but your attention behind that is, you know, I'm generally interested in touching base with you, which I think a lot of people are doing right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, especially if someone that you do not know directly and personally, you need to have a, a very, um, specific reason of value to be reaching out and connecting with that individual. Okay, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something you'd like to ask? Um, I would like to know why you um, decided to do a podcast on social capital um, and what benefits or challenge and challenges have arose since you have um, started it. Ooh, I, I like how you turned it into a two-part question. <laughs> um, so I started it um, because as the owner of a business, um, I need a position and a stance of thought leadership somewhere. 
um, a way to be consistently pushing my message out there. And, you know, as we talked about our fears earlier, um, me sitting in front of a video camera was not what I <laughs> thought would be the best place to, to be consistently creating content. Um, I tried the blogging route and I love to write, but it was extremely challenging to do it consistently. And um, I started podcasting. I was a guest on a, a friend's show and found that it was super fun um, and way less intimidating than a camera in your face. <laughs> so I decided to, to start it on my own. Um, some of the benefits, uh, you know, I'd say I, I love the opportunity to connect and meet new amazing people around the world. I think it's so cool to have these great conversations and learn about their businesses and and kind of their philosophies on building relationships. Um, and, and that's just been awesome. And, you know, obviously I'm getting some business opportunities from it, either um, just building some additional professional contacts or, you know, people that are interested in the services that we provide. And some of the hardships, I'd say um, it is time consuming. It's, it's a lot of work. You know, we record a a half hour episode, but there's probably about three hours per episode of, of laborious love that goes into every episode um, from editing the show to, to publishing it and promoting it. Um, so it, it can be time consuming. And, um, you know, that being said, it's, it's something that I still enjoy. And I think it's extremely powerful tool and medium. I mean, I believe you are, you're in episode 224 right now so yeah congratulations thank you great question (laughs) thank you would you have any final word of advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network i would just say you can do it um i know it sounds cliche but just i mean just test it we are in such a uh, time now when you can try it you know before you uh, fully invest in it um so you know, I mean, I recommend being invested in whatever you're doing, but like you don't have to put a lot of um, money into ideas and concepts um, now. So it's a, it's a great time to, to just give something that is on your heart or something that you desire to do a try. Um, Even with, even if you don't feel like you have all that you need, be it support, be it resources, et cetera. So I, I just, I recommend that you move forward. I also recommend that you, um, always remember as an entrepreneur that um, you're not an island on yourself, that if an uh, island, you know, of yourself and that, you know, even if you are, you probably don't enjoy it. So, you know, it's, it's important to um, to build relationships, to, um, you know, tap into your network and expand your network so that you have the support you need around you when times get challenging because they will get challenging. <laughs> great, great advice to share. Um, yeah, it's never a... Uh... Butterflies and rainbows, right? <laughs> Not, every day. <laughs> Not every day. Um, Not every well, day. Not most days in Wisconsin. <laughs> well, not, not today. Um, no, but well, yeah, this is true. Um, yeah, you, you, you just keep moving forward, though. That's all you got to do, right? You just yep. keep plowing forward and um, weather the storm. Right. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Um, so, Emerald, if anyone's in, interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way they can reach you? Well, you can um, 
reach me on my uh, website for the number four diversedining.com. Um, you can also email me um, either at info um, at the number four diversedining.com or emerald at uh, for diversedining.com. Um, you also can follow me and find me on my social media network. So Facebook um, is for diversedining.com, Instagram for diversedining.com or not .com, I don't know if it's .com or not. And then um, LinkedIn is for Diverse Dining as well. Okay, great. And we will include all of those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a great time. It sure was. Okay. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Emerald for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com and search Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email to Lori at Social Capital Podcast. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.